She is a lifestyle blogger, published author, bucket list crosser, and a girl that's a little obsessed with pandas. Her mission? To bring you Utah's most influential people. Each week, Nina will get personal with her guests as they share their messages in hopes to inspire you. Are you ready? Welcome to the Nina Talks Podcast. is to empower women through kindness to themselves and others. I am so excited to have her on the podcast. You guys, she inspires me. If you follow her online, um, she has an Instagram called Lauren Cakes. You can see how inspiring she is. But thank you for coming. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you for having me, Nina. This is so exciting. Like I have so many questions, but I'm going to try to stay focused. <laughs> The first thing is, um, how did you become an influencer? Just kind of give me a little background. Um, I usually tell people that if I had sought out being an influencer, I probably would have ruined it. I, it kind of fell in my lap, and I realized that there was business opportunity, and then I started working for it. But before then, I started a blog. Um, I had foot surgery about six years ago, and I was in bed for a really long time, and I just am a very busy person. I need to have something to keep me motivated and, um, I don't know, entertained. So I started my blog, and I was writing about my husband and us. We were dating at the time. So I was just including pictures on there and what was going on in college, and eventually it just turned into Lauren Cakes. Oh my gosh, that's amazing, which is a brand. It's like a huge brand. Um, for those of you that haven't heard her about her yet, um, she has almost 50K on Instagram, right? Yes. So how was it getting to that? Did it take, I know it's a lot of work. I mean, I have an Instagram myself, and mm -hmm. I know that you have to be committed. And, you know, so just tell me a little bit about the process getting to that point. Absolutely. So I actually was higher than 50K. But then everything with the algorithm changed. And I'm telling you this because I'm showing you that, like, while the number is important, mm -hmm. I have come to realize this past year that the number isn't everything. It's more about having an audience that trusts you, that yes. wants to listen to your voice, that, I don't know, that just wants to be around you. So um, while that number was important to me to begin with, and it still is kind of important to me to make sure that I have a reach that I and reaching those people and those women in my community. Um, having a very authentic community is important to me. And it's been, I spent a lot of time just engaging with others. I feel like the more you put into Instagram, the more you get back. And so, I don't know, I just enjoy collaborating with other people that I feel like have the same values or creative mindset that I do, and it is through those collaborations or through engaging with other people on the app that have um, the same, I don't, I don't even know, I don't speak French, je ne sais quoi, that, yeah, <laughs> that I have. There you go. <laughs> I'm just seeking out people that want to change the world, too. Oh, I love that. Okay, she's amazing, you guys. So I there <laughs> was a you. recent post that you did about in reintroducing yourself to your audience. Yes. And uh, as I was reading through those things, I was like, oh, my gosh, like we are so similar because I am in my feelings all the time. Uh -huh. Like I am so emotional. I 
it, it's pathetic sometimes, but it's, it's kind of cool. It's it not is. right. It's no, kind of cool. Pathetic. Yeah, I think it's cool that you know we aren't afraid to mm-hmm. show. So I love that about you. I love how real you are about everything. Um, another thing that I I keep going back to your Instagram because I'm so inspired by it. Like mm-hmm. every every time that you post something, because I feel this is the difference. I feel like some people they'll just post just because, right? Mm-hmm. Where you post and you have a mission and you have a purpose every time that you write Thank every you. time that you do like i'm so like i'm beating ah. right now i appreciate you saying that <laughs> i love it i love it thank you it's amazing yeah i actually grew up um in my feelings like you're talking yes. about and i for a really long time i think it started in high school i turned those feelings off and it's been mm. more recently that I've had to get back in touch with it and just be like, all right, why am I blocking that feeling? I need to, I need to cry or yeah. I need to be happy. You know, it's okay to express emotion. And for so long I put up a wall and I wasn't allowing myself to. So it's been nice to use my platform as a way to express those emotions. Yes. See you guys. This is why I love her. She's awesome. <laughs> The other thing that I noticed that you're pretty open about, too, is just body empowerment. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you talk about you reach an audience of telling people that you don't have to be like skinny mini or, you know, you're kind of just all over, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to loving yourself and being happy with where you are in life and who you are. And uh, I guess not afraid to, you know, wear what you want to wear and it doesn't (laughs) matter what your weight is. So Uh tell me a little bit about that. Again, I guess I'm still learning. It's kind of cool because I feel like um, my audience probably can see me growing. You know, a couple years ago, I wasn't feeling body positive. And I just think that I've learned to embrace myself as an adult. I'm like, you know, my weight's not always going to be where I want it to be. I have to work. I can't exercise all day long. I can't always um, prepare my meals. So I've just learned that it's about how you dress your body not how and also how you treat your body so there's no outfit that's complete if you do not have confidence and so I've learned that you have to wear confidence in order for the outfit to work oh my gosh that's like that should be a mirror message you guys (laughs) you should have that in your home somewhere because that's amazing and uh, speaking of you know dressing up in that your style is so cool i feel like you you do everything you don't have a specific style right so how do you come up with your outfits your looks how do you how do you get that going honestly i don't even know what my style would be when people ask me i'm like i don't know um i have said boho chic before you know boho meets urban but um i honestly am inspired when i see the piece if this like let's say i see pants in the store and i'm like those pants are cool. Those are rad. What can I put with that outfit? And I will just try on different pieces until I feel like it fits me. It's the same when I'm editing photos. I don't know what the photo is going to turn out to be, and I don't know what my outfit's going to turn out to be until it hits that moment. And then you're like, oh, it's just, it settles. Okay. Yeah, it does. <laughs> That's amazing. So, speaking of photos, your husband, Spencer, he's your photographer. So, how does that work for you guys, you know, being a couple and him? I love that he, how do I say this? Like, he supports you. He supports your goals and your missions. And it sounds like, because I've, I've known that you've posted kind of like a day in a photo shoot and what yeah. you do and how to set up. So can you tell, you know, the audience how that process works for you guys? 
Yeah, so in the beginning, and still sometimes, but in the beginning, Spencer was not into taking the photos at all. <laughs> He's always been supportive, but I don't know that he understood the work that went into blogging mm-hmm. in the beginning, mm-hmm. and so I would pay a photographer, or I would collaborate with photographers, and it got to the point where I needed edits back quickly, or I wanted a specific type of edit, and I couldn't ask the photographers to change that, and so I started making Spencer take my photos, (laughs) and he wasn't happy. Uh, (laughs) I love that. I think that there's a lot of people that believe that Instagram influencers that have an Instagram husband, Mm -hmm. uh, he would hate to be called that, but that's what they're usually referred to, Um, they think that it just, like, they're happily married, they both found each other that way, but really, when I've talked to other people, they had to evolve and grow together Mm -hmm. as a business, it wasn't like they just found each other and it was a perfect match, so that's what I love about Spencer, is that we really are partners, and so whatever I take interest in, or he takes interest in, we make sure that we're meeting halfway, and he knows that if my blog is successful, then I'm going to be happy, so he's willing to to take whatever it is (laughs) to help me with that. Um, he works in marketing now, so now he really understands. Oh, he gets it now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, I just learned this new SEO trick. Let's try it yes. out tonight. So he gets really excited about it. And now that he is more confident and comfortable in his photo-taking skills, it's not as big of a deal. It's more like the weather that stresses us out or gotcha. finding the perfect location. Um, but for people that are trying to get their business off the ground, I would say that you should make sure that you give your spouse space and patience. (laughs) Great advice. (laughs) I mean, we are so happy, but there's been so many times where we're on location for a photo and I'm like, is this going to lead to us like (laughs) separating? Like this is, it's, it could be catastrophic. So just make sure that you're so patient and you give your partner grace or whoever you're working with. I love that. I love that because so this is weird sounding, but my fiance, which is weird because he's been my boyfriend forever. But anyway, so he finally gets it too, where Mm -hmm. he's like, oh, we go places. He's like, do you want to take some photos? I'm like, yes, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) So I love it. So it's the same thing. Like you said, you have, you know, your partner has to kind of grow it. You both grow into it. But as I love that you get you to have that person that supports you and me too you know it's there for you that's love that's awesome yeah it makes all the difference and it's a mindset change you know even I had to change my mindset as I started becoming more of a content creator so mm-hmm. it's natural for them to have to go through that process too yes I love it so when you mentioned that so content creator you started with a blog mm-hmm. do you feel like blogging has died a little bit and people are turning more to Instagram or how, what, what is your opinion on this? Cause I'm kind of like, I go back and forth because I've been a blogger for like years too, uh-huh. but, uh, like I'm still trying to like, not that I'm not into Instagram, but I feel like I will always have like my blog will always be like my heart. So right. I think you should stick with that. Yeah. Um, keep it your heart. I do think that it's 2018 was the year of Instagram. And 2017 was the year of Facebook, but now we've kind of like moved on. We've realized there's more to it. Um, I've seen a huge shift in the Instagram world. Um, We kind of hit peak influencer on Instagram. I felt like there were so many other bloggers and influencers in that space and it was saturated. And then 
I don't know if the bubble sort of burst. There's still people that are getting onto the influencer world, but those that are really dedicated to the craft of it or really are in it for the right reasons are staying around. And what I've noticed about this interesting shift in the Instagram world is that people are writing longer captions. Mm -hmm. Um, They're being more thoughtful. You know, they're being more provoking about what they're saying. They want to have opinions and create a conversation. And what I've seen in 2019 is more brands are asking for blog posts. So it was part of my goal. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With Spencer getting into marketing and we also did a huge switch from my blog. It's like I went to a new host and we redid it all. Gotcha. Okay. And when we redid that, I was like, you know, this is a fresh start. I need to make my posts worth it. I'm not going to just put an outfit post up. You know, that's why would I do that? Mm -hmm. That's what Instagram's for. So now when I post on my blog, it is with a purpose and I feel like brands are going back to blogs because they want that purpose. They want the substance to things. Yes. And Instagram can sometimes bring that, but not mm-hmm. always. So stick with your blog. Okay. They're coming back around. That's that's great news, you guys. And I, you know, the thing about blogging too is that you can add certain links to it. So you can work on your yes. affiliates and then, you know, it's SEO for yes. Spencer's into that. And you, I'm sure you into it too, but it's just such great SEO when people are searching for you online anyways. Absolutely. So, I mean, this yeah. is kind of nerdy talk for people that maybe aren't in, in yeah, the influencer so world. But um, SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is what ranks you on Google rankings when anybody searches a certain topic. Um, the goal is to land on the first page. And when you are posting to Instagram, you are not building any type of SEO uh what would I call it? I call it link juice. Um, oh, okay. I, I don't like know. That. Maybe authority. You're not building mm-hmm. authority. Yeah. Your website, you're building authority, and that's so important. Your website is yours. You own it. You can control how many page views you get, affiliate links. I love that. That is so true. I love that. So, okay, you guys, so stick with your blogs, true, if that's your passion, because I have had – a few people come up to me and they're bloggers. They've been bloggers forever and then they cannot crack Instagram. I feel like right. they get frustrated. They're like, well, how do I do this? I don't understand how all these people are getting all these likes, all these comments and their engagement so high. And I've been blogging for years and I'm like, it's a completely different game, right? It totally it's is. It's not the same. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't even say that I've cracked the code of Instagram. Like there's girls that will show me their analytics and I'm like, what? what? <laughs> how? Um, but it's just like, I know that Twitter isn't my platform. Mm -hmm. And so I don't focus on Twitter. I have Twitter, you know, just in case Mm -hmm. I need it, but Twitter isn't my main focus because that's not my strength. So I would say if there's anybody that's trying to get into any sort of social media that they focus on their strengths and then branch out from there. That's good advice. That's good advice for sure. Because I feel like sometimes when people are starting, they kind of just want to do it all at once, right? They want to focus on everything, and then that might not help, like might not work in the end. So, right, burnout, burnout for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so I kind of want to get real about Instagram a little bit. So, how do you feel about the whole follow and following and um, common pods and? buying followers and just all this controversial topics that people kind of put it under the rug and don't really talk about but I feel like 
you're pretty real. You're going to give it to me, hopefully. <laughs> yes, let's talk. Okay. So it's funny. I was actually talking to, I hope I'm not moving around too much. No, you're fine. You're I'm fine. a mover. <laughs> We're um, okay with that. I was talking to one of my best blogging friends today, and I was like, wait a minute. I just landed on one of our mutual friends' Instagram profiles, and I could have sworn that when I looked at hers back in January, it had 30,000 followers. And I was like, it, she has 100,000 followers right now. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, am I just confusing her with somebody else? And she was like, no, I'm pretty sure that's true. And so there's this cool website that you can look on. It's called Social Blade. Um, and it offers analytics for Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and a couple others. And it shows you what people's following count is. <sighs> Um, it'll show you how many people they follow, and it also tracks how many people are following them. And indeed, this girl's Uh-oh. Instagram went up by 70,000 followers in the past month. How is that even? <laughs> there is no way. That that's authentic. How is that possible? I don't know. Okay. I just, so how does she feel comfortable Yeah. Um, with brands when she's negotiating mm-hmm. these contracts for money? Oh and gosh. she's like, yeah, my reach is... 100,000 followers, which, I mean, with the algorithm, reach is a bit weird because they don't show everything. Mm -hmm. But still, how does she uh, feel good about that with herself? I am a really honest person. I don't know if it's my upbringing or if it's because I'm a Sagittarius or just, like, my personality. (laughs) But I could not live with myself. I would constantly be worried that people were thinking, like, oh, she's got followers. Yeah. (laughs) And brands are so aware of this website, and I know that brands are checking this. So even if my following fluctuates, like there was a, a glitch in Instagram a couple oh, weeks ago. I remember that. Everyone was freaking out, I <laughs> <Yeah>. guess. <laughs> I lost 1,000 followers overnight, but then when the mm-hmm. glitch fixed itself, it, I had 1,000 followers back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my gosh, what brands are going to see this? Like, they're going to think that uh, I bought these followers. Yeah. So I don't know how people live with that, mm-hmm. but I, we all have different moral standards, right? True, true. <laughs> um, comment pods. I actually participated in comment pods when they first came out. I think I was in like six of them. And this was before I really, I, I was still trying to figure things out. I mean, I'm always mm-hmm. figuring things out. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot... There's no way to beat the system or ever know what is going on with it. But um, when I was doing those comment pods, I honestly would go in there and it felt like such a chore. And I didn't want to necessarily comment on some people's posts uh, just like I had to. And I was Mm -hmm. like, what do I say about this post? Um, For those of you that don't know what comment pods are, they're on Instagram and Somebody that wants to get comments on their post will be a part of a group, and it's just a huge group direct message. And you will send your post into that group message, and anytime you want uh, likes or comments, people will go and like and comment. And it's just a reciprocation method to kind of garner engagement. And one day I was like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> I, I, right? Mm-hmm. Authenticity oh, is yeah. so important to me, honesty. And I was like, what if I don't actually want to say anything about this photo? Like, that's so hard for me. And when I'm not authentic, it drains me. And so I was like, I'm out. And I just got out of these comment pods. Now, I don't necessarily think that comment pods are always bad because 
there's plenty of girls like I comment on all of my best blogging friends photos mm-hmm. all the time they post I comment they comment on my photos every time I post so is that necessarily different than a comment pod no not really but sure. I think that from the core it's different just because of how we're doing it I'm doing it to support other women not necessarily just to get comments for myself mm-hmm And when I left those comment pods, I was thinking, well, my engagement's going to tank. You know, I was getting a lot of comments. How do I get these comments back? And so I started engaging on the app. And instead of spending my time engaging with these select people that were a part of this comment pod, I started branching out and engaging with my followers that I already had. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Like, you're here already. Why am I not engaging with you? Mm -hmm. So... Um, I started doing that and I feel like it's been way more beneficial than spending my time on the app doing meaningless chores. I love that. I love that because I have been part of Common Pods too because I've tried everything. Right. I've tried everything. So I'm like, there's got, I need to crack this code, which, you know, as Lauren is saying, like she doesn't even know. <laughs> you know, there's so much to Instagram that we're all just kind of like, okay, right. what's new today? <laughs> Where is the book that tells us how right? to do this? <laughs> oh my gosh, we need one. Speaking of books, okay, another thing. So how do you feel? Because I feel like a lot of people, they create like these mastermind um ebooks ebooks or <laughs> whatever guaranteed that you're going to get all these followers if you follow their process if you follow what they're telling you to do so right how do you feel about that guarantees like that are why i have trust issues like <laughs> i'm not going to spend a hundred dollars on a book oh. with the guarantee that i'm going to get ten thousand followers mm-hmm. who can guarantee that i know right, right? It's the same with giveaways and people say, enter this giveaway, you'll gain a thousand followers. I'm like, how can you promise me that? Unless mm-hmm. you're doing something that's shady. True. Um, now, I do think that there are some really great ebooks out there, but like you and I are saying, nobody knows. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not from a trusted source. Like, this is just how it's worked for these people on the app. It's their opinion. It might work for you, but it might not. And so something that I think uh, is interesting about blogging is that you kind of have to pave your own way. Mm-hmm. And or, I don't know what works for me might not work for you. True. So True. always happy to share those things, but I don't know. I've been asked if I wanted to write an ebook before. And I'm oh, like, have you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would totally, that's the thing. I'm one of those people that I'm like, ah, oh, if it's a good price, like I'll totally buy it if right. I'm learning. Right. But when it's right. like a hundred, two hundred dollars, I'm like, what? Yes. Um, I think that I probably, I would just be so nervous that whatever I'm saying people would think is gospel and it's not, you know? And so I never took the leap with the ebook. And I also was like, well, if there's people out there, I don't know if you know who Tessa is. Uh huh. Everybody knows her, right? Mm -hmm. Because everyone wants to be her. They do. Everybody Mm -hmm. emulates her. Um, so her book that she put out, she had pictures in it. I feel like it was more polished mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a coffee table book. And while it offers Instagram insight, but it, it also offers creativity and something to look at and just own. So I think that that kind of book is good. Or Song of Style. Do you know who Ami Song is? I don't. Oh, no, I have. She was the original uh, influencer book publisher. Ooh, yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to look her up. Yeah. That's really cool. Okay, so speaking of Tessa, how do you feel about presets? 
I use presets. I do too. Yeah. Do you um, have like a collection of them or do you just kind of whatever feels like, I don't know, like some people kind of use the same one. So I use the same one for probably three months and then I got tired of it. Interesting. It was like a pinkish thing. And all of my photos looked the same. I was like, hey, this is not a good thing at all. I really like cohesive feeds that it speaks to me. Mm -hmm. I think that if somebody can keep a cohesive feed that they are truly a creative, Mm -hmm. um, I struggle keeping a cohesive feed and I use only like two different presets, but the problem with presets is that while I have these two presets that are my, uh, like tried and true, um, I had to spend hundreds of dollars to find them. Mm-hmm. So That's I have true. lots of meaningless presets in my Lightroom pack that I don't use because they don't fit with my skin tone or my hair color or the fact that I live in Utah. Like there was oh this gosh, girl yeah. that I really wanted her presets, but she lives near the beach and photos take <laughs> way differently it's like here. like an orange tone, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I love presets and I would absolutely recommend them to people, but you should do your research first because you could end up spending a lot of money and a lot of people charge a lot. A ridiculous amount. $70 for one preset. (laughs) My heart. So have you, is there like a website that you can recommend for when searching for presets? I usually find the presets that I bought. Not all of them worked, remember, Uh Um, from bloggers that I liked their feed. So I don't know if you know Meg Legs, Megan Mitchell. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she's from Utah. I don't, her last name's not Mitchell anymore, probably. Right? I can't remember. (laughs) But I use her Uh presets. And I actually, for the longest time before selling presets was a thing, I had a photographer come over and help me. And I was like, I want my photos to have this color scheme, like Meg's. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. And we were like, we sat there for a while. We tried to figure it out. And this is a photographer that's like professional. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, I know these photos are professional, but let me add some. (laughs) Yeah. And he got me pretty close, but I still wasn't feeling that settle that I was talking about earlier. And then a couple days later, Meg released her presets, and I was like, what? <gasps> You're like, wait. <laughs> On that. So I have been using hers ever since. Okay. I'm going to have to look up her presets. I don't know if I've ever seen them. Yeah. I, yeah, I'll have to look her up. And... But the thing with those two mm-hmm. is even after I got her presets for a long time, I just didn't feel like it was the right fit. Mm-hmm. And with photography and presets, you have to shoot in such a certain way. So now what I think it is that works for me with her presets is that I know exactly how to fix the, the camera and the lighting. Ooh, gotcha. Okay, so that's the other thing. So do you, when you guys do your shoots, do you go at a specific time of the day because yes. of the lighting? Yeah. So we try to go about two hours before sundown. So okay. right now, because it's winter time and we are going around 3 p.m., it's okay. starting to get darker later, but then there's daylight savings. So um, in the summertime, we're going out at like six. Oh, okay. yeah, that's awesome. In the dead of winter, we had to go out at like two oh because um, I do two hour photo shoots at a time. So I don't know if other people that are not influencers know mm-hmm. this, but most of the time, the things that you see on Instagram, unless these bloggers are full time bloggers where they're going out daily. But for me, that's not possible. I uh, teach high school. Um, I and many other people will gather all their outfits. They know their locations. They will do it all in one setting. And so we'll, we'll go out for two hours at a time and do like six outfits. 
That's perfect. I feel like that's so smart, too, because you're not wasting your time. You know exactly what you're doing. You have everything planned. Do you, because I feel like Salt Lake, like not a lot of people might know this, but there's so many cool places to take photos. Yes. Right? So do you have like a list of (laughs) all the locations and you kind of go through it? I'm really protective of my list, too. (laughs) You're like, I am not sharing the secret. (laughs) Every time that I share, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying I'm like cool you know but oh she totally (laughs) (laughs) but people have a hard time thinking outside of the box Uh and so anytime that I've shared a location I've always been disappointed because I feel like the work that's produced at that location is not much different Uh uh-huh and I kind of know (laughs) one of the locations that you're talking about because I feel like that's a staple for Utah bloggers and Uh influencers which one is it oh yes Uh uh-huh you know what I'm talking about color blocking walls yes yeah I mean, I've shot at that wall, too, right. but I feel so like I. everyone kind of... It's a fallback. Yeah, it's sure. definitely a fallback. Like, oh, we don't know what else to do. Let's go to that wall. <laughs> yeah, and I really, I want my content to be unique. And so mm-hmm. one of the benefits of me living downtown is that I'm able to just be totally immersed in the surroundings yes. all the time. So when I'm driving around, I am constantly looking. This is the mindset chat. Uh, change I was telling you about I no longer just drive and not notice things like it's really made me I know me too yeah it's made me appreciate things I'm like wait Mm -hmm. I never saw that wall before that's actually really cool and before I probably would have been oblivious to it but now that I'm looking for photo locations it's made me appreciate Utah way more than I did before I'm uh, a transplant to Utah. So when I first got here, I was like, this is, <laughs> this a little is different. not the promised land. <laughs> so how long have you been here in Utah? Um, since 2008. So a little over 10 years. Okay. So I'm not too bad. still trying to get over my scars of it, but I, I am surviving. <laughs> it's just funny. a different culture and lifestyle. And I time. didn't grow up around snow, so... That's oh my gosh, also. me neither. So it's it's like a culture shock. And I feel, right. at least now, because back in the day when I was like, I used to be a full-time blogger. So when I was like full-time blogging, like yeah. I would go and like bring my DSLR camera with me to like restaurants and like take these photos of whatever the, event, the brand wanted me to do, right? And uh-huh. people would just look at me weird. But I feel like now... <laughs> When you're out and about and you're doing your shoots, like, you're just like, don't worry, I'm an influencer. I'm a blogger. <laughs> like, this is totally cool, right? <laughs> it has gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely has gotten better. And it's interesting, too, because when you're in New York, I have gone there for New York Fashion Week before. And so there's lots of people that are around doing photos. I mean, there's people doing photos in New York all the time. Yes. But nobody looked at me weird. Oh my gosh, and it was, I, love I was that. like in a full on gown with poofy, yes. feathery hair. Nobody looked at me like I was weird. And I was like, this, this is it. <laughs> that this would is how be it the dream. Be. <laughs> that would be the yeah. dream. Oh my gosh. So but t- now I'm trying, when I'm in Utah, I try to be, I don't know, I don't, I don't want to bother people. I don't want to impose upon them. And I know that if I'm in the way taking photos, that it's, it's rude. <laughs> so if I'm just, taking them on the street and I'm not in anybody's way and they honk or they yell, then I kind of am a little ruffled about it. (laughs) But other than that, I feel like it's, it's okay. We live in a digital world. Yeah. And I mean, that's what makes you creative, right? Mm -hmm. Because I feel like that's our way of expressing ourselves, right? So with your photos too, I think that 
one photo that I thought was really cool was the tattoo shop where like you had was that there was like almost like a sun ray oh yes light. yeah is that an editing effect yeah or was I that... put that sun ray in there no way yeah. okay it just almost looks real it almost looks good like it, it, it <laughs> happened while you were just casually taking your photo no uh we're not that good to get sun flares in our photos I wish we were <laughs> <laughs> um there is this app that I think is so cool it's called alien sky and you Ooh. can add sun flares you can add planets no you can way. add stars yeah okay I've used that it is really times. cool <laughs> It is really cool. And I looked around for a really long time that an app, for an app that I liked that uh-huh. did those type of things. And this one, I like. It does cool, awesome edits. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love that. Um, one more Instagram question. I know I've been, like, bombarding you with all these <laughs> no. Instagram questions. I but could talk I'm all day. So, I love it. <laughs> and, okay, before I ask the question. So here's the thing about Lauren. I, I know a lot of people that are, you know, in your category of – they're not the micro influencers, you know, they're mm-hmm. the big influencers. Oh, I'm not big. <laughs> I feel like you are to <laughs> me. Okay. You. And uh, they, um, they kind of treat us, the little guys a little different. What? And uh, yeah, it's kind of sad because I mean, for example, with a podcast, I feel like you're sharing your message, right? To the right. world. But I feel like from the beginning, Lauren never hesitated. She was like, I am in, I'm on board, let's do this, this is cool. And I was just like taken back. I was like, no way. Like I, she answered me, this is amazing. Like I'm in shock that you're saying that. No, because I, I like my best friend that I actually teach with uh-huh. um, no way, was like, so What cool. are you doing today? Like, what are your fun weekend plans? And I'm like, I'm gonna go do a podcast. I have never seen what a podcast looks like behind the scenes. Yeah, I have been pumped to do this. and This is so cool. Yeah, I tell a lot of people that you need to charge your worth. Like, mm-hmm. you're worth money. Like, don't let companies make you work for free. True. But there are so many times that you just need to do stuff for free and be excited about it. Mm-hmm. Not that you should pay me. She, I mean, I can totally pay you if you'd like to. She's paying me on the side to uh-huh. be on here. You guys don't know this. <laughs> um, you really need to... Just experience things. Yes. What if I had said no to you and I never knew what it was like behind a podcast? Oh my gosh, I love that. So is this your first ever podcast? Yeah. Because you're doing amazing. Oh, like thanks. she's a natural, you guys. Because <laughs> I was a little nervous in the beginning and like I'm like, this is just a casual conversation. It is. I love it. You it's make amazing. it easy. Yes. <laughs> I kinda am all over the place sometimes, but that's what makes it fun. No, I'm following <laughs> you. You're good. I love it. So you throw the coolest Instagram influencer parties, right? <laughs> Thank you. So how does that how did that come to be? Did you have a brand that just like one day reached out to you and I mean, you think of all the details. It's not just the party. You think of the decor, the food. Oh, thank the you theme. for thinking I feel that. like it's everything. So how do you, you know, how did that happen? I always say that in another life, I am just like this rich wife that li- yes. that lives in New York, <laughs> and I throw galas all the time, but oh I'm gosh, not rich, so I decided that I wanted to party plan on my own, and I just was like, you know, I see what influencers can do for brands. Let's get them all together, do a huge shebang, and like get the word out quickly, Um it's one of my passion projects. I know that my blog is my passion project, but uh, <laughs> doing events is also one of my passion projects. I haven't done a really good one in a while, and I'm itching Ooh, to it's do time. one. Yeah. It's time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, anxious for it. 
Um, and I will just contact brands that fit within the theme. So I've done like a cycling party where we went and did a spin class. Ooh, how fun. Yeah, it was fun. So I contacted like health brands or beauty brands that fit that so we could get swag. And then we have the bloggers come and they all have to do certain requirements in order to get entrance, uh-huh. basically. Yeah. And I don't know. I enjoy it. It's fun. It's an easy way to connect and get to know other bloggers. Like I've told you before, that is one way that I feel like helped me grow as a blogger is just getting to know other people because and networking. Right. And then it also was just fun to help these brands realize it. There are so many brands that are not savvy about influencer marketing. No. And so it's fun to introduce them to that. I love it. I think it's really cool. And, uh, I think it it shows that we're like you're a creative because I feel like some people are like, wait, you're supposed to only be an Instagrammer. You're only supposed to be doing certain things. But when you have so many ideas going through your head and you throw parties and, you know, you have your blog and yeah. you have everything else, I think that's awesome. And I think that's what makes you unique. And, you know, this is your platform for sure. Thank you. So let me throw a question back at you. Did you grow up thinking that you were creative? You know, that's the crazy thing. So I'm a Gemini, you guys. And I've mentioned this before in a podcast, but I have always had, like, a bunch of ideas in mm-hmm. my mind, like, going at 100 times. And that's probably <laughs> why I started my blog, because my mom, when I was, I think I was in second grade, maybe third grade, I got my first journal. And then from then, I just kept writing and writing and writing that and writing. so cool. So I think, like, 11 years ago, I was like there's got to be something online that I can do. And that's, you know, when blogging came to be, but I don't know. I did grow up feeling like I was creative. So, (laughs) (laughs) well, (laughs) that's cool. And the other day my mom was going through the garage and she was like, Oh, I found this journal of yours. I think you were in fifth grade. I was like, I didn't even remember that I had a journal, (laughs) Yes, but I didn't grow up thinking I was creative. I'm a very logical uh, yeah, I'm just like logical and assertive. I'd never saw myself as bohemian and free spirited oh. and artistic. And I, you know, I wanted to be artistic, but I never felt like I could draw. I'm a mediocre singer. Acting makes me nervous, you know, so <laughs> I never was able to find that expression. And then when I found blogging, I was like, wait, I think I am creative. And the thing about creativity is that I think everybody's creative. They just have to, what's the word? I don't know. You have to like work on it and nurture that, that skill. And you have to be ready to, for the creative thoughts to flow. Like sometimes I'm sure you have this happen. Mm -hmm. Some of the things that pop into your head are weird. Oh yeah. All (laughs) the time. (laughs) So you, you just have to be ready for that. And, um, I don't know. I'm glad that I found that I was creative and didn't always keep myself in a box. Yes. I love that. I love that so much. Um, with creativity too, I feel like a lot of us, so we, we're like behind the screen, right? We're doing our blogging and mm-hmm. our typing on our computers and using our phone. But when it comes to going out there and actually meeting people face to face and other creatives, um, like what's an advice you can give to others? Cause I feel even me, sometimes I'll be like intimidated or I just, I don't know. I'm just like <laughs> afraid of DNO. So what yes. advice can you give us? I 
100% understand what you're saying. I'm an introvert. Mm -hmm. I don't like being in huge crowds for a long period of time. Um, I, when people meet me, they think that I'm outgoing and I think that that's a learned skill. So I moved twice when I was younger, once when I was in middle school and another time in high school. And it forced me to, to learn how to be social. So, um, while those were really hard times in my life, I think that they pushed me to be a better networker. Um, I think it's so important to communicate with people. I mean, if you and I didn't communicate, we wouldn't be here today. And I think that it's always important to take every chance that you have. So when you're out with people, just remember that you might not see this person ever again. And if you're too nervous to talk to them, this could be your chance. You just have to push yourself. I don't know what else to say about it, though, because it's hard. It is hard. No, that's good. I just... I don't know. It's it's interesting to me because I'm like, sometimes I'm afraid and I feel like other people are the same way. They're like, oh, I don't know yes. if I should go to certain things. And right. by myself, am I going to meet someone? Totally. Am I going to click with someone? And Yeah. I think that it's important to go to events by yourself. <laughs> I know I'm that gonna there's... I'm going to have to take your advice because I haven't <laughs> been the best at this, you guys. <laughs> I know it's so hard, but you really just have to push yourself. You put on a brave face for a couple of hours knowing that you're going to go home and you're like, okay, I can just handle this, decompress. I don't have to talk to people when I get home. Um, So going to events and doing it by yourself is a huge step in bravery, but other people notice. And again, that confidence shows through when you're there and you're being brave and confident by yourself, more people are going to be drawn to you. Okay. I love that. That's great advice, you guys. So I will stop talking about the, you know, the Instagram <laughs> side of things, but I just, I just find it fa- fascinating. And I feel like she just has so much knowledge to oh, share with you. us <laughs> about this, in, the Instagram world and influencer world. So, um, but I did wanted to touch base on the fact that you are a full-time teacher and mm-hmm. you do the, the whole, you know, creative thing. So how do you manage? How do you, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot of work. Uh, I don't even know how I manage. Um, I don't manage. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, It's evolved over the years. I've learned where my boundaries are on both sides. And so that is absolutely important. Um, Speaking as a teacher, I see a lot of teachers that will put in all of these hours. Mm. And they'll stay late grading. They'll go the extra mile to do all these events and it's important that we have educators that are involved and that are present but in order for me to be present when I need to be present I need to disconnect as soon as my contract time is over so if I want to be a good teacher on Monday morning I can't go to the Friday football game does that make sense no it totally (laughs) does okay that makes sense yeah and so you teach ninth graders is Mm -hmm. that right yes okay I mean, you're so young to me. So do you ever have parents where they're like walking down the hall and they're like, yes, actually, for a student. <laughs> we have a staff of close to 200. Oh, wow. A huge school. And so for my first few years, I had teachers all the time and they would be like, where's your hall pass? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so now I just have a habit. I wear my teacher keychain around my neck all the time. Um, but I still sometimes do get attitude from students when they don't realize that I'm a teacher and I'm, I start oh bossing goodness. them around. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. How interesting. Okay, it's a weird dynamic for sure. Yeah. 
But I think it's so cool. Yes. I think it's amazing. It has its pros and its cons because the kids feel like when they know that I'm an adult figure, they know that they can relate to me in a different mm, way just because gotcha. I'm closer to them. Younger, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I know what's You're cool. Hit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, but it also can be hard because then sometimes you don't have, you have to earn your respect. Oh, for sure. And uh, for whatever reason, older teachers, specifically male older teachers Uh they just have that respect no matter what which Mm -hmm. is super interesting to me but um building those connections and the relationships with students changes the the dynamic and makes it feel less like i once they get to know me i'm not young anymore you know (laughs) (laughs) you're like there's rules you gotta follow yes (laughs) yes I have very high expectations in my classroom. Good. Yeah, or else it's chaos. Good. (laughs) (laughs) I am so glad that you do that. They kind of shut, you know, shut off for the weekend and Mm -hmm. don't think about it because... I think it's important. Oh, my gosh. So I'm assuming that, you know, obviously school is your job, but I feel like Instagram and blogging and all that is just probably just kind of like a fun... You know, it doesn't feel like a job, does it, in a way, or... Uh, It depends on the day. (laughs) Uh, I definitely don't feel as, what is the right way to word this? I find blogging sparks more joy. Okay. There you go. (laughs) So when I go to teach, I, I don't feel as driven or motivated or excited about the work I'm going to do as when I'm doing blogging. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I can see that. (laughs) Yeah. It's not as fun to talk about, you know, like. Uh, English as it is to talk uh-huh. about marketing. True. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. I, you know, I hope that you guys have learned some knowledge from Lauren today. I feel like I've learned so much and I also hope that you guys are inspired and motivated to kind of follow your dreams and be creative and just kind of go with your heart, right? With right. whatever you're trying to choose because I feel like that at the end of the day, that's, you know, your message. You want other people to be yes. inspired, right? Right. I want people to be kind. I want people to feel confident. And I want people to feel motivated, you know? Yes. I mean, I'm motivated, you guys. I'm going <laughs> to get home and I'm going to plan my stuff and I'm going to hopefully get my stuff together. We'll see. <laughs> it's Friday. You're forgetting. It's Friday, right? <laughs> okay, so we're going to take a little break and then we're going to play some games. I'm excited for this. I really want to know, um, Lauren knows her state, if she knows Utah, <laughs> so I'm going to test her. I'm going to go Google it right <laughs> There now. you go. So we'll be right back. <laughs> According to U.S. News and World Records, 80% of New Year's resolutions fell by February. Are you part of that 80%? I personally think that there's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, The things that I have heard is that you don't have time, the gym is expensive, you don't know what you're doing, and you're just tired. And guess what? There is a solution for that. What I recommend is work out from your own home. Start with body weights and... uh, you know, body weights work out until you feel like you are confident enough. And it doesn't cost you a lot of money, too, because I feel like a lot of people have that as their excuse. You know, it's expensive. I don't want to drive somewhere. And you end up just being at home. 
Here's the cool part of bodyweight workouts. You can actually get certain equipments to help you out, such as dumbbell, resistance bands, or just yoga mats and practice yoga. There are so many things that you can add to your home that will help you get that really good workout. My favorite one-stop shop, which happens to be one of our sponsors, is ProSourceFit.com. This is where I get all of the equipment that I need at home and just on the go, you guys. I take my resistance bands with me everywhere I go, as well as my yoga blocks and my yoga mat. But I recommend you checking them out just because they have some really good products and everything is pretty reasonably priced. You're not expending a lot of money. And remember... This is not, you know, a gym where you're spending all this money monthly and you kind of build your own little gym at your house. So I think it's fun. I think it's a great solution for a lot of us that just feel like we don't have the time to, you know, go to a gym. And the fun thing is that Nina Talks listeners actually get a 15% off discount from their website. So all you have to do is go to www.prosourcefit.com and use code Nina Talks. 15 at checkout and that will give you 15% off. Again, that's www.prosourcefit.com and you use your code N-I-N-A-T-A-L-K-S-1-5 at checkout for 15% off. Thank you again to ProSourceFit. Okay, and we are back. So I have prepared, I, you know, I've come up with a few questions that are Utah related because I really wanted to know what Lauren knows about Utah. You know, she lives here, so hopefully she knows a little bit. I hope so. Yeah. So you ready for this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So do you know what is the state flower of Utah? <laughs> good Whoa. one right yeah that one's hard see i i grew up in nevada and i would tell you sagebrush but that's ooh, that's not what it is, is that here. the nevada's um, yeah oh okay that's good to know i don't know okay you know i actually have to find the, the answer to you guys because i totally <laughs> forgot already <laughs> it's the seagull lily so, oh, dang yeah, it that's i Utah's. just saw that name earlier today where was that? It's like everywhere. Somewhere. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Dang it. That's amazing. Okay. So we're going to ask another Utah one. We'll see if she gets this one. So what is the state animal of Utah? Well, I know the state bird is a seagull. And I know that the Utah raptor is the dinosaur. But I don't know what the state animal is. A badger? Oh, close. <laughs> Not close. Not close at all. <laughs> That's the best answer I've had so far, you guys. <laughs> it's actually a Rocky Mountain um, elk. Oh, so, interesting. Yeah, which I mean, in a way, I feel like I see them everywhere. Kind yeah. Of, yeah. When we're up the mountain, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So one last Utah question. Um, what is the Utah state fruit? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, raspberries oh <laughs> close but no <laughs> um our state fruit is actually a cherry so oh yeah. cherry hill that's cherry like a, blossoms yeah. yeah that yeah. yeah dang it i'm not a good guesser <laughs> that I'm is so funny not gonna go on who wants to be a millionaire 
I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't win either. The only reason I know these is because I have to answer you guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then this is kind of more of a fun one. It's not really a question, but it's just the either or. Which do you prefer, green jellos or funeral potatoes? <laughs> <laughs> funeral potatoes all the way. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, so far, every guest that I've had on the show, they've all have said funeral potatoes. Yeah. I don't think I've had anyone saying jello. My husband hates funeral potatoes, <laughs> and I, I'm like, why? I want those. Yes. <laughs> he won't eat them anytime we go to family gatherings or, I mean, they do have those at funerals. Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> or like any type of thing where people bring potluck food, funeral potatoes are basically going to be there. So yeah. I like them a lot. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. But then again, I grew up with a family that was always making them. Did your family make no, them? No, my family never did. I mean, I grew up in Brazil, so it's right. not like a... <laughs> yeah. They had it there, but... <laughs> and it's kind of funny because when I moved here, I think I was 10, and I thought it was like, you know, people were so excited about making funeral potatoes. <laughs> I'm like, this is so sad. <laughs> Why are you doing this? But okay. Have yeah. you heard of frog-eyed salad? <gasps> I think I've seen them, though. Is that the ones that have, like, the little white little... Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, these little... It almost looks like couscous. Oh, And okay. they're, like, little tiny... I don't... Rice? Maybe? Oh, yeah. Like a grain. Uh-huh. And then they put um, Cool Whip in it Ooh. and marshmallows. I'm not a fan of it, but when I first heard the name, I was like, gross. Frog eye. Yeah. <laughs> that's definitely a thing that you see in Utah, too. Oh, okay. See, that's new to me, and I, sh- I should have known this. <laughs> Don't worry. You're not missing out. There you go. <laughs> Whew, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, well, this has been fun, asking you a bunch of questions and getting to know you even more and, you know, testing your knowledge on Utah. (laughs) It's been great getting to know you too. It's been so fun having you here, Lauren. Um, The one thing that I want us, you know, to leave with is just kind of give us, you know, your social media information again and just kind of just share any message that you have with us. Just, just a nice little, you know, goodbye before you leave us. (laughs) All right. Well, you can find me at www.laurencakes.com. My name is spelled L-A-U-R-Y-N-C-A-K-E-S. And you can also find me on that handle on basically any social media. So at Lauren Cakes. And I try to post on my Instagram five days a week. My blog, the goal is one day a week. But with teaching, you know, that kind of falls by the wayside. Um, And I just want to remind you that you can do whatever you set your heart to. As long as you are kind and confident, like you will invite those things in your life and you can do anything that you put your heart to.